so much for spending some of your Saturday with me. I'm Sana, and you're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR. Every Saturday morning, I'm joined by experts from across the country who are investigating our most pressing social issues and common curiosities. Over the next hour, we'll learn about their motivations, inspirations, and of course, what they know about the world around us. So go ahead and grab that cup of coffee and get ready for a fun and insightful conversation. So y'all, it is finally summer and we are finally outside. (laughs) This means parks, pools, and for some, you know, working on or showing off our beach bodies. So to talk more about health, nutrition, and fitness, I am joined by Ricky Dortch Jr. Ricky is the owner of Ambition Fitness and he recently celebrated four years of gym ownership though he has been training for over 10 years. He is a certified personal trainer and nutrition specialist through the nationally accredited organization, the National Federation of Personal Trainers, and he is also an NPC bodybuilding competitor. Welcome, Ricky. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yes, we are so excited to have you here with us this morning. I don't know if my listeners know this, but I'm like super into health and fitness and nutrition. So I am so excited for everything that you're about to share with us this morning. I have a lot of gems to uh, share with you all about health and fitness. You know, um, like I said, it is summertime. People are outside trying to get to their body goals. But most importantly, I think people forget about their health. So yeah, we're going to really dig into it. Yeah, so I love that you say body goals, because I see folks all the time, especially on social media, I always have to talk about social media, talking about body goals, and, you know, I look at different people, both men and women, and I'm like, wow, like, oh my gosh, they look amazing, but tell me from your professional opinion, are these people really body goals? Like, what's behind some of these bodies that we see on social media, um, from folks, whether they are people who we might think of as, as fitness, I don't know, professionals, um, to kind of like your quote-unquote everyday person that just looks extremely sculpted. Is that real? Are those really, should those be our goals? Honestly, those should not be your goals. Like, I see a lot of people get disconnected with the internet, you know, social media, whether it's, you know, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, things like that, and they follow the social media influences, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the fitness community, the fitness realm of social media, and you know, all of the people that are body goals have like a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. So those tend to be the people that are body goals, right? So I think the disconnect with it is people who um, tag these individuals as body goals. They don't understand that those people get paid to look that way Mm, versus the everyday fitness person, you know, have the nine to five or whatever they have to do going about their lives. The average fitness influencer, honestly, if you had to ask me, they don't even have kids. Right. So the average everyday person has a child. So at the end of the day, like when you see those, you know, those crop photos, the edited photos, things like that, those photos are built for perfection Mm -hmm. when in reality, life isn't about perfection. I love that. Already dropping gems. Life is not about perfection. Okay, but you mentioned something else. You were like the nutrition part. Yes. And I think that can also be a disconnect because we see the body goals and we think about maybe, maybe getting in the gym or just trying to achieve that look. But you talked about nutrition. So tell me, okay, so first tell me what is good nutrition? 
Uh, good nutrition, honestly, is just having a balanced diet. And you know, when the when a person hears the word diet, they always think, okay, I'm about to you know eat in a certain way to lose weight. When that's not the case, it's pretty much eating in a said habit, you know, consistently. So you may be eating to gain weight, you may be eating to maintain or lose weight, right? So at the end of the day, it's a two way street. You can't go in the gym and leave the gym and have it your way. You must match it with the nutrition. So at the end of the day, it's just having a balanced diet. You don't have to be a health freak. But at the end of the day, we all know what's good to put in our body and we know what's bad. It's just, do you want to make the right choice? Uh, we do not want to make the right choices. No, we do not. Okay, so you talked about a balance. Well, first, hold on, this word diet, mm-hmm. which I think is a such a bad word or is a stigmatized mm-hmm. word because we think diet and we think we're missing out on something. Yes. That's the first thing. Like, oh, I'm going to diet, meaning, oh, I'm about to restrict what I eat. I'm about to not be able to eat the things that I enjoy. So already we go into it and we're kind of in that deficit. Mm -hmm. We already feel like we're being forced to do something. When in fact, we all have a diet, whether we call it that or not. Like you said, what we're eating on a regular basis is our Diet. diet. So you talked about having balanced nutrition, but what does balance mean? At the end of the day, we have to live life. Okay. So, like I said, you don't have to be a health freak. That's not saying you get up every day, you're eating baked, grilled, or broiled food every single day with just a green vegetable. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you have people that go on those, um, you know, the fed diets where okay, I'm not doing any carbs this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to reach a body goal, you know, without eating carbs. But that's a whole other topic. <laughs> okay. Um, but as far as balance, you know. Being able to enjoy life while being healthy at the same time, mm, right? Okay. So you may have a person that may have a drink here and there, but at the same time, you don't want to be the person that has a drink and then they're not matching it with said activity level, right? So you accumulate a certain amount of drinks and you're not active. The only thing that's going to happen is body weight and body fat is going to accumulate. Mm-hmm. So if you know you had a drink today or a pizza or something like that, make sure you take the time out of your day to go do 45 minutes of activity. Even if you can't, you know, be the health guru of this and that, we still want to try to counter this in some type of way. Mm, Okay, okay. So you said that 45 minutes of exercise. We're going to talk more about exercise in a minute, but I want to stick to this nutrition part first because I know that this is, we see so many different diets. Mm -hmm. Um, so many different type of styles of eating and we could list probably dozens when I was growing up it seemed like my dad was on every diet like he did Weight Watchers he did Atkins Mm -hmm. he did you know pretty much any type of diet out there because he was trying to lose weight and try to find something that you know kind of fit with his lifestyle so I would like for you to tell us are there certain kind of styles of diets that are more effective than others me personally I don't I just like to say clean eating is the most effective way possible. Like, I don't like to put a, you know, like you said, you have all the different diets, you know, the Beachbody diet, Atkins diet, keto, this, that, and the third. You know, keto had this big craze for that moment. But at the end of the day, I I just like to call those, you know, fad diets, yo-yo diets. Because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, done with that. Yo-yo comes back up. Let's start something else. So at the end of the day, you never created a lifelong habit. You're always chasing a diet to reach said goals. And if you don't get your goals, okay, let's change the diet. Okay, let's change the diet. And that's not the way to go about it. Because at the end of the day, now your journey, you're not even going to enjoy it. Oh, I think that's like a key where you said that yo-yo dieting. Mm-hmm. You go from one thing that works for a little bit and then... Bring kinda, it back. Yes. Yep. And so you get into this cycle, mm-hmm. which can be a habit in itself. Yes. So how can we create better eating habits? Honestly, just 
breaking it down into the most simplest form, you know, um, we always been taught to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, right? Mm -hmm. So if you got breakfast, lunch, dinner, just formulate you a plan of things that you like to eat. Okay. And after that, all you need to do is say no fried foods, uh, no saturated fats, you know, trans fats, try to lower those numbers and just get this big guide of, okay, I like to eat this for breakfast. Start taking out the things that you know that, that aren't healthy. Okay, do the same thing for lunch and dinner. And after you formulate this plan, you have this big guide of so many different options. And all you have to do is just play around with your options now. And it makes it that much easier versus trying to eat the same thing every single day. And, you know, though that's what, you know, bodybuilders or competitors do because we have to know what affects our body at a certain time. But at the end of the day, if you're an everyday fitness individual, just try to enjoy the process. And I think that's what people get away from. Mm, I like that of kind of first evaluating what is it that I like to eat or mm -hmm. that I kind of usually eat. So I get a good idea of what is my regular diet, right? Yes. Again, let's take the stigma out of the word diet. Mm -hmm. but what is it that I'm normally eating on a daily basis? And then kind of seeing, okay, well, what can, what is maybe not the healthiest option <laughs> here that I can slowly start to maybe subtract a few things exactly. here and there. Like a food diary. Yes, a food diary. I love it. You know, I love tracking things. So <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect for y'all who are listening, who like to, you know, make lists and kind of track yourself. But first getting an idea of what it is that you actually do eat and then making Then some, break it down from there. Making some tweaks here and there. Now, what if I, I like to eat all the bad, quote unquote, bad things? Gotcha. I don't want to say bad. I just want to say all the things that maybe I should be eating in, in moderation. I actually like to eat all the time. What are some examples? Not for me because I eat very, <laughs> I eat very clean and balanced. So you're not going to no, you're not gonna trip me up here. Um, <laughs> I do have. A, um, I will. I will say this. Um, I really like chips. Okay. That's like I like salty foods, and I really like popcorn. Like right now, I really want some popcorn, but I haven't been eating any. But I really want some. Gotcha. So for individuals that have this so-called vice or the things that they like to have in moderation, right? Yes. That's fine. That's all a part of life. Um, I think the part that, you know, kind of trips people up is they don't pay attention to the serving size of their vice. So if you really turn that box around or that Ooh. bottle around and you pay attention to, okay, one cup is my serving size or one ounce is my serving size. If you do it that way, your life will be just fine. But if you do not and you do not measure that out, you would end up having two, three serving sizes of your said vice. And now that the nutrition label on the back starts to triple. And that's how they end up getting tripped up. Oh, you know what? That's a good, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned that because when I found out that like a serving size of cheese is an ounce, and I don't know if y'all know this, but an ounce is nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. It is absolutely nothing. And if you like cheese, you don't eat just an ounce of cheese. You probably eating about 16 ounces of cheese <laughs> and I was so hurt by that like yeah. who are the people that made up the nutritional guidelines like so no. many people just forget about that like every single thing in our house has a label on it right <sighs> and if you turn it around even if you see it says eight grams of uh, carbs or eight grams of fat right okay cool 
if you scroll over, it has like the dot, 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 and it goes down to the end, right? There's another section on there that says DV percentage. Mm -hmm. That's the daily value percentage, right? Mm -hmm. So if it says this amount of uh, fat is 50% of your daily value, but you've already had three serving sizes of it, you're 150% into your daily value. You're already over 100%. Uh. And that's the part that people don't, some people probably don't even know what the DV stands for. That's your daily value intake. And that's very important. Oh, that's such good information. Just right there. Because I know that we all see the labels, but we often don't really investigate them and exactly. get into what, you know, what they really say. And often now, because so many foods are already, you know, labeled for us and they're quote unquote healthy option Man. or, you know, healthy <laughs> food, you know, we just kind of go by that front packaging mm -hmm. and say oh this is healthy or you know this is organic so it must mean that mm -hmm. it's good or it has zero trans fat so that mean must mean everything else is fine yeah. and we don't actually look on the back of the labels mm -hmm. and see so speaking of that what should we be looking at when we are looking at those nutritional labels um so when you walk in the grocery store you know there's shakes out there right there's mm -hmm. pre-made shakes that are out there i just throw a few names out there like you have your boathouse um, and all the other fruit, you know, smoothies that are out there, they're in the frozen section or the refrigerated section. When it comes to labeling, I want people to understand first, marketing is key for, you know, these people that create these products. So on the front of the label, which is the marketing side of the label, the truth is on the back, marketing is on the front. That's Ooh. how I like to say it, right? Okay. We can put whatever, well, the company can put whatever they want to on the front of their label to draw your eye in. Really? Right? Just anything. Anything. So you all have seen shakes that say, or smoothies that say, no sugar added. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the mind is like, okay, this has no sugar in it. I know this is healthy. Let me grab it. Then when you turn it over, mm -hmm. it says 52 grams of sugar in it, right? Yes. So it's no sugar added to what's already in it, mm -hmm. right? So that's the first part I want people to pay attention to because that's like the main thing that's out there that gets a person eye. Oh, it's no sugar added. Oh, I'm healthy today. And that's <laughs> not the case, right? So always turn their label around and just get the scanning your facts. Now, at the end of the day, if um, uh, per FDA and things like that, if there's so small of an ingredient in it, they don't have to list it, mm -hmm. right? As far as a percentage base. But if you scroll on down and take your eyes on down a little bit and go to where it says ingredients, read the ingredients on the label because they can't lie about what's in the product, but they don't have to report the percentage if it's so low. Okay. So that's the key thing. So just read your ingredients, read your labels, and don't pay attention to the front side of the bottle. Oh, so we got to rethink how we are shopping mm -hmm. then because you're right. It's the front of the packaging that catches our eye. Mm -hmm. Or if you have kids, that's catching your kid's eye. And we know that kids usually run the household exactly, as far as what's exactly, being exactly. So that kind of draws us in and then we can kind of forget like, oh, all mm -hmm. the good stuff we need to know is actually on the back. Is there anything in particular, if we see it on the back of the nutritional label, we should just put that item down? Um, honestly, for I'm going to start with women. It goes for women and men, honestly. Anything that you see that has a high dairy intake in it, um, yeast, things like that, we don't want to have a lot of, of that in our bodies, right? Okay. As far as women, estrogen levels, you know, um, can cause your periods to be just 10 times worse. Uh, for men, it can really take you away from your physique that you want to have mm -hmm. as far as accumulating more body fat. So mm -hmm. we want to stay away from excess amount of uh, sugars where you see like fruit, fructose, sucralose, anything that you see loose on the backside of it okay. is dextrose. All of those are sugar. 
um, yeast, you have your, uh, you know, whether it has gluten in it, things like that. So you just want to stay away from those things for the most part. Anything that has a, a high sodium intake, just stay away from it. Okay. Stay away from it. So again, looking at those DV percentages. Yes, and that too. Okay. And you mentioned something about all these different types of sugar. Mm -hmm. Because I think people have it pretty much in their mind that like sugar is bad. Mm -hmm. But then you see all these sugar substitutes. Yeah. So are sugar substitutes actually better? For my personal opinion, no. Okay. I don't like the sugar substitutes. Tell me more. And as far as sugar substitutes, like they said, everything is a chemical, right? Okay. So you have certain things that um, are in diet uh, beverages that can cause, say, reactions in the body, right? Um, there's so many products out there that you can name. I'd rather just have it in its most purest form, okay. right? I don't want to substitute something for something. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like when you have a lot of people um, that are vegan, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing's wrong with being vegan. It's great. It's beyond amazing. But then they have to pay attention to some of the substitutes that raises the uh, the sodium levels mm -hmm. in say vegan products, all right? So when it comes to substitutes, I honestly need to honestly just put out a list of, of approved substitutes to have in these products because the list is just too long. Mm -hmm. It's just too long. But um, if you guys follow my page on Instagram at Ambition Fitness, um, I have a lot of live videos where I actually break this stuff down because like she said, there are different quote unquote types of sugar when you start breaking it down based off molecules. Okay. So it gets very scientific I at see. that point. Okay. <laughs> but um, as far as substitutes, um, diet sodas aren't bad, but there are several ingredients in it that I just don't recommend. Okay. So. But I can list those more in detail <laughs> on my site because that's a long, long conversation. Okay, but what I'm hearing is it's best to have the real thing, real thing in mm -hmm. its true form, exactly, versus some modified version that mm -hmm. now we're having more chemicals and other things that aren't as healthy exactly. for us in it. Because okay. you see things like on back of the bottles, it says artificial flavors, mm -hmm. artificial sweetener. No, I don't want it like that. If you can go to a table and they have certain, you know, they have the, they have the certain sugars yes. sitting in the little container, and then you get that raw sugar that's brown, you really have to stir it up. Sometimes it seems like it doesn't dissolve. That's real. Right. That's what I want. <laughs> Got it. Okay. All right. So we're learning a lot about nutrition this morning. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. This is Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Sana, and I'm here with Ricky Dortch Jr., the owner of Ambition Fitness Gym, certified personal trainer and nutrition specialist. And so far, we've been focusing a lot on nutrition. And now I kind of want to transition and talk more about the exercise side of things. So we started off and I mentioned how we might see people on social media or even on television, you know, wherever, and we think body goals. And they look maybe super fit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wondering, okay, first of all, why do we need to, why do we even need to exercise at all? Let's just start there at the very beginning. Exercise, it's, it's the pretty much, it's pretty much cutting edge to your quality of life. Okay. If you do not exercise, your quality of life may not be as great as it can possibly be. Because at the end of the day, being physically fit is pretty much having the energy and, you know, health to perform daily activities. Mm -hmm. And our daily activities consist of pushing, pulling, 
walking up steps, things like that. And if you can't perform those, then how can you actually have the best quality of life? Mm-hmm. I love having the best quality of life. I think that's so important. I think kind of like how we talked about in the first segment that diet is kind of like a dirty word. Mm-hmm. I think exercise kind of falls in that category. <laughs> a lot of folks know, like I think we know that we need to do some sort of physical movement, but there's a big kind of mental barrier mm-hmm. before we even get to the time barriers and, and financial barriers. But there's a big mental barrier to, oh, I have to. Once again, that is like something I have to do versus something I want to do. Gotcha. But Everybody, I think, wants to have a better quality of life. So that's one thing I think that can help us get into that mindset. Now, when it comes to exercise, is there a specific type of exercise we need to be doing? Um, as far as types of exercise, I always recommend some some form of strength training. You don't have to be lifting all of the weights in the gym. That's why those machines. The machines okay. <laughs> will guide you through. You don't have to lift free weights. So just get on the machine. You know, whether you're working your chest, your arms, your back, your legs, use the machines in the gym. The machines have labels on them, and they will tell you exactly how to do the movement. Um, And outside of that, the most important thing is walking. I think a lot of people underestimate walking. Mm -hmm. Um, The average, when you go to the doctor, the average uh, test that they take you through as far as stress tests is walking. Then they, you know, they ramp it up a little bit to get you to start jogging or something like that. But they start walking. Mm -hmm. That's the basis of everything, so... That's it, walking. Walking. I love that because walking is free. We can mm-hmm. just go outside, hopefully, and just walk. That's it. That's it. Walk and pump those arms. Whew. Okay, <laughs> but you know, it is very hot in Memphis. Mm-hmm. So I still want to talk more about exercise, but first I just want to ask you this because it's very hot. I go outside. I'm like super sweating already. So I just have to ask you about hydration. Very important. <laughs> I, I can't stress that enough. Very, very important. And uh, I'm going to break it down. So hydration, right? A lot of people out there in the world think, you know, you got to have a gallon a day. A gallon a day. A gallon a day. And that's just a myth. Oh, okay. For me, for me you take, it's a myth, right? Because the average person, you got to remember, you're going to get a water intake from your vegetables and your fruit. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody that works at a desk all day, right? You're not going to probably drink a gallon of water unless you're just prone. You got this gallon over here and you're drinking it. But your body is going to consume it through vegetables and fruit. And if you're drinking, let's say, 60, 80 ounces in just physical water, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get it the other side in, um, in your fruits and veggies. You're probably getting like 100 ounces of water a day. But you're not sweating okay. because you're in the air. Now, you take a desk worker versus a construction worker. Mm-hmm. When they're sweating more, their body needs to be rehydrated, okay. right? So... Those are that's the big difference in it, right? So you don't have to have a gallon a day. You just need to drink. The rule of thumb is really a half half of your body weight mm-hmm. in ounces. In ounces. Okay. And then you're gonna get the rest in food and vegetables. Okay. I mean in uh, fruit and vegetables. So um if you're getting sixty ounces and then you're eating like you're supposed to eat, you're probably getting about a hundred ounces. So you're good, okay. right? But um if you take uh somebody that's 140 pounds, they drink 70 ounces of water. And they're good to go. Okay. And so we got, now we know the formula for how much water mm-hmm. we need to have on a daily basis. How important is it that we stay hydrated? Very important. Uh, water being hydrated in itself is responsible for so many chemical reactions in the body. Uh, absorption, mm-hmm. digestion, um, sound, <laughs> how you can hear, color, 
what you can see is responsible for so much. Mm -hmm. And if the body is at so many, uh, so much percentage of a dehydration level, you will lose, I think it's 2% dehydration. So that means you need to be hydrated at all times. So at 2% uh, below the hydration level of the body, your body loses about 12 to 15% of work capacity. Wow. So it's very important to stay hydrated. Please drink your water, people, please. If you have an issue with drinking water, <clears throat> like you see the big bottles and people be like, oh, I can't drink all that water. Do like I do. I go buy the little eight ounces. Now they may be a habit because you're throwing stuff away all the time. But trust me, if you buy the little eight ounce bottles and you take like two swallows, the bottle's already gone. You're already <laughs> grabbing another one. So that's a, that's a little hack that you can do. Okay. Okay. You know, I remember also being kind of like in school or different summer programs and they would say, if you feel sleepy, mm -hmm. go drink some water first mm -hmm. and then that will also help you because again, that hydration aspect. Exactly. It. So, so important, especially again, thinking about this weather here in Memphis, especially the humidity, we're sweating all the time. So we definitely need to replenish our hydration make sure we are hydrated okay i want to get back to the exercise part because mm -hmm. i know people are listening and i'm not gonna let y'all off the hook um okay so we talked about it's important we need the physical movement we want to have the best lives possible and that means movements being able to play with our kids or just go about our daily lives walk into our car all things like that <laughs> um okay so I can go to the gym, I can look at the different machines and use those and they tell me kind of what muscle groups I'm working. Now, is it better to work out in the morning or the evening or does it matter? It doesn't matter. It okay. honestly doesn't matter. It's just based on a person's life. Because, you know, here in Memphis, the jobs are all over the place. You have a lot of people working third shift. You got a lot of people working in the morning. So I always just say get it in when you can get it in. Right. So um, you don't want to, you know, have a short workout. You don't want to have an extra long workout because there's reasons why. But just hit that sweet spot. So I always say anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour. You don't have to work out over an hour, but do not work out under 40 minutes. Okay. You know, I think the CDC recommends um, at least 50 to 55 minutes of activity per day. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> the CDC recommends it. I'm with it. You know, so don't just don't go under 45 minutes a day. Okay. So at least 45 minutes mm -hmm. of some sort of physical activity. We can do the walking, mm -hmm. which is free. So there's no excuses. We can all get our steps in. Yeah. We can also potentially go to the gym and use machines um, as well. Now, I know a question that people always ask or want to know is, how can I get abs? They want that flat stomach. <laughs> they want abs popping. They want to take their shirt off at the pool this summer and not feel insecure. So how? When it comes to abs, it's all in the kitchen. Ugh. It's literally in the kitchen. You guys have heard it thousands of times. It's in the kitchen. So after the kitchen, it's just patience. Okay. I think a lot of people get so in this, you know, microwave mentality, like press the button, here it comes, you know, and that's not how it goes. Um, I tell a person to always think about how long it took for them to get to where they don't want to be. So always, so match that up with how long it's going to take to get to where you want to be. So don't try to rush that process. If you know you've been inactive for a year, two years, don't rush the process for abs. Give it at least a year before they show. It may not take that long depending on how hard you're going, but never rush, rush the process when you know you've taken X amount of time off. Okay. Oh, I think that was probably hard to hear. Mm -hmm. 
like to be patient yeah. because we don't like to be patient in general. And then it seems like, you know, it just seems like everybody's just out here with abs. Oh, I see. I get, that's the social media word, like you said. Okay. People deeming people as body goals, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, your body is your body. So when you get it to where it wants to, you know, go, then you'll be satisfied. And I think a lot of people, if you get it fast, they didn't create a habit. So just as fast as you got it is the fast you lose it. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not a fan of challenges. Okay. Like, I don't do challenges. I've never used the word challenge because at the end of the day, once the challenge is over, what am I supposed to do? Mm. All right? No, we, we need to create this as a habit and a lifestyle. That way, it's it's no longer, well, motivation is no longer needed. Mm. I like to tell people motivation only lasts for like 48 hours. Mm. Right? After motivation, it just needs to be in you. Okay. Because with motivation, you're going to always look for said things to motivate you or that accountability partner. When at the end of the day, you were brought in this world with just you. Mm. Okay. You know, so it got to be in you. Uh, I love all this talk (laughs) about creating these healthy habits Mm -hmm. because that's what I hear you saying, just like with the nutrition piece, creating a habit so it's not this kind of yo-yo dieting process Mm -hmm. that we we often go through. But then even listening to you talk about the exercising part, thinking here too about how can we create a habit of this versus, okay, I'm going to do this fitness challenge, 30-day challenge Mm -hmm. or whatever. Or in the same way, people can often go from different types of workout to different type of workout looking for, you know, a kind of quick fix or something like that. So it's all about habits, which again, ties back into patience. (laughs) So it's it's hard. It's hard over here to be... Full spectrum. Yes, to be healthy and to maintain that level Mm -hmm. of healthiness. So when we're talking about exercise in particular, um, are there... How, okay, I see a lot of different types of gyms. Mm-hmm. So, like Orange Theory or what is it, like Shred 45 or whatever, or um, even Pure Bar or just different ty- CrossFit, of course, different types of gyms and, I guess, philosophies. So, is there, what should I be looking for? Are those, is it, are those fads? Is it, you know, sustainable? We're talking about habits. Uh, when it comes to, you know, selecting your gym, your trainer, things like that, every gym that you see that's around, all of them have their benefits. Mm-hmm. Now it comes down to what are your goals. And that's how you simply should select what gym or trainer that you go to. Okay. If you walk in a, in a facility and you know you want to look like something or this and that, just look around. If nobody in there looks like how you may want to look, then this is this may not be the place for you. Okay. Right? Nine out of ten is not the place for you. But... um. Yeah, a lot of people think working out is just working out, and I'm going to get said goal. Right. In reality, if you just ask 100 people, you know, um, their average answer is, I want to look like X, Y, Z. Right? So if you know you want to look like something, you need to select somebody that specializes in transformations. That's what I like to call it. You You want somebody that specializes in transformations. So if you're going somewhere and you go to a strength trainer, that's not somebody that specializes in transformations. Mm-hmm. They're, pro- they're training you to have said strength to perform said activity. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right? In so many words, all right? As far as CrossFit, you know, I haven't dabbled with CrossFit, but at the end of the day, it's performing said exercises and reps, as many reps as possible, or performing said workout in said time. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with how I want to look, okay. per se, all right? So now... You got to go through the basics. At the end of the day, it all kind of started with bodybuilding. I had this, you know, that's how you have to say it. That doesn't mean you have to be a bodybuilder, but 
grooming the body. And it takes using these machines, using these dumbbells and said methods as far as um, reps, as far as drop sets, um, sets where you're lifting heavier than the other sets and things like that to order the, in order to break the muscle down in order to get the body to form how it needs to form. So with all of those other methods, like I said, powerlifting, one rep max. So not powerlifting, not CrossFit, not these cardio-based gyms, because so many people can get hung up on just doing cardio. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of all of this, oh, I lost 50 pounds, but I don't look how I want to look. That's because you didn't tone the muscle. You didn't mm -hmm. lean it out. So that's what it is. Like, just select the gyms per your goal. Oh, I like that because I think people definitely know like, okay, cardio, I want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And for some people that is the goal, right? That they just want to lose a certain amount of weight before they maybe go into something else. Mm -hmm. um, but I think folks often we don't think about, okay, cardio is losing weight, but we're also not, you know, doing any type of strength training. Mm -hmm. So where are we getting that from. And that's why I like to, you know, kind of pump myself up a little bit like that. Like, I specialize in doing both at the same time. Okay. But that comes with, you think a lot of people can do that? It comes with just, you know, um, experience in the field, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not somebody that necessarily just got their certification. Like, this takes a lot of trial and error mm -hmm. and really studying the human body. And everybody's body is different. So, you can't approach everybody the same way. But I can use the same system, but I may have to go a different route. Mm -hmm. Right. So at the end of the day, um, I want people to understand that you may want to lose a certain amount of weight. But at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, did I say I want to look a certain way? I want everybody to remember that the scale doesn't determine how you look. Yes. There's just different looks at said weight. Mm. But always remember weight loss versus fat loss. Two different games. Mm -hmm. Two different games. And the goal is to lose body fat, not weight. Oh, there was so much in those <laughs> few words that you just said. There was so much there. One, I think, uh, stepping away from the scale. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we can become so focused on the scale that we forget about what else is happening in our body. Exactly. Right? Because like you said, you can be the same weight on the scale but look totally different. Exactly. Not only yourself, but compared to other people as mm -hmm. well. So I think that's really important. Um, I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, Focus on how your clothes fit or how you or even just how you feel versus what number is on the scale. Exactly. Because a number can be deceiving mm -hmm. in, a, in some ways. But then also thinking about, you know, how is what is it that I'm trying to achieve? And are these different gyms or are these different trainers, you know, do they have those type of results? Exactly. I'm thinking about when for a while I used to go to Pure Bar and <laughs> I call it like the soccer mom, you know, <laughs> the kind of bougie soccer mom <laughs> workout. And because that's kind of like at the time that I was going or maybe at the particular location I was going, that's who was there. Yeah. Kind of like moms who had just kind of dropped off their kids and, you know, in between everything else that they were doing, were coming to Pure Bar, which also is kind of like a very... Um, like bougie workout. I don't know how to say it. I enjoyed it, but there's just a certain type of results that you're going to get from mm -hmm. that. Um, versus, you know, I've also done kind of like CrossFit style mm -hmm. workouts for a while and completely different, right? Yeah. Completely different. Also completely different results. And at that time I was like, I'm just trying to get strong. And I definitely got strong. Exactly. But at a certain point I was like, but I, I don't, I want, I want to look, you know, I want some curves, some shapes, some, I want some abs too. Let me chase these abs like everybody else. And so I was like, okay, I have to switch up, you know, yeah, the what, methods, 
switch up the methods. Absolutely. Okay, so you've given us so much to think about. We're going to talk some more about this too, but let's take another break. You're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. This is Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Sunna and I'm joined by Ricky Dorch, the owner of Ambition Fitness Gym. And of course, we're talking about health, nutrition, and overall fitness. And you mentioned something before the break, which was um, how we can think about or how to select a trainer, mm-hmm. how to find a trainer. What are some things that we should be looking for when we you know, potentially find or select our trainer? Uh, simply put, to start, um, just pretty much knowing what your goals are. And when you get to a trainer that you think you may want to pick, ask them, what is the plan to take you to say goals? Okay. If it doesn't sound quite right to you, then it's nothing to get, you know, another trainer and ask them, you know. So just know what your goals are and ask um, the potential trainer, what is the plan to take me there? That's where we start. If you don't start there, you can catch yourself spinning your wheels. Okay. So that's very important. So knowing what our goals are and what their plan is to get us there. Mm-hmm. Should I be looking for any type of certifications, any sort of longevity? Um, yeah, you should. I did a live video on this not too long ago about what to look for in a trainer. Um, you want them to be certified through a nationally accredited association. Um, they let you know that they took the time out to actually learn the knowledge in order to guide you on your journey. And a lot of people think that it's just training, but... I really take it to heart because at the end of the day, you have someone's life in your hands, mm-hmm. right? So you need to still know about underlying conditions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because you want that person to be as safe as possible while taking them there. Mm-hmm. So certifications, uh, business license, make sure they're, you know, they're certified all the way around the board. Uh, business insurance. Mm-hmm. This lets you know that, that they take their business serious. Certification, business license, business insurance. As far as being a trainer, so personal trainer insurance. Because if something happens to you, something needs to get covered. Yeah. It is what it is because you're in somebody's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, as far as longevity, that doesn't really play a part. Because at the end of the day, some people are just naturally good at what they do. Mm-hmm. All right. So longevity doesn't, you know, doesn't play a part. Only only time that will play a part is just looking at their resume as far as transformations. Mm-hmm. That'll be the only time that it plays a part. But other than that, those are the main things. So and um, just making also knowing that you have a trainer that's in tune with you mm. because it has to be a trainer client connection. Okay. If the connection isn't there, it's not going to work. Mm, okay. I'm real big on energy. Okay. You know, that reminds me because once I was a very long time ago was going to, to this trainer who was working at kind of like one of the bigger commercial mm-hmm. gyms, or maybe I should say I was going to a commercial gym and then there was a trainer there that I was working with and he just seemed so disinterested I don't know if he was disinterested in working with me or if he was just disinterested in his job. But I was like, this is not going to work. work. It's not going to work for me at all. Yeah, that connection must be there. Otherwise, it's just going to show up and it's just looking like somebody's putting you through some movements and then you just go home. Yes. I think on the other hand, though, because you mentioned thinking about like, actual program because on the other hand I've worked out with a trainer and again a very long time ago and we had a great connection and I did see of course changes to my physique at that time but now looking back I'm wondering like did he really have a plan for me or was this just like a general kind of Mm -hmm. program sometimes a lot of people do walk into general programs um because at the end of the day there's a lot of trainers, not all, but there's a lot of trainers out there that's just about 
more quantity over quality, right? Okay. So the general program can reach the masses, but at the end of the day, you still must know the science in order to tweak it per person, right? So the general programs, there's a lot of them out there. As you can see, there's a lot of gyms out there like that, right? That you go in and there's pretty much, and that's all computer-based in a lot of gyms, like Orange Theory and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, even if you have a general aspect of a program, you need to still be with somebody who can still take you to the side and make sure you're doing this based on your needs. Mm-hmm. Even if I take a certain amount of people through the same workout, I'm going to break them down at the end. Okay, I know this person needs to put emphasis on their legs. This person needs to put emphasis on their back. You're going to get some type of individual plan for yourself. And then at the end of the day, you can give out homework. Oh, right? homework. A lot of clients, I mean, a lot of trainers, you know, they just, they don't even give out homework. I, I, I tend to think that social media has just watered it down, watered the profession down. Mm-hmm. And it makes everyone look like a personal trainer. Get those average posts that say, hey, guys, do three sets of this. And they don't really know nothing about nothing. Mm, okay. I think it, it also ties into the fact that, you know, we are very conscious about our bodies. Mm-hmm. And society really does put a lot of pressure, different pressures on men and women, but still around our bodies. And so we're always looking for some sort of guidance on mm-hmm. what to do. And so without, you know, having a conversation with a trainer or really understanding what physical training is about, then we can get swept away with, yeah. the, again, the body goal people and just kind of doing these three sets or whatever. And it's like, but you did not do that. Exactly. To a, lot get of, how you are. <laughs> a lot of people take popularity over professionalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gets them all the way to the left and then they start spinning their wheels because they're listening to somebody that really doesn't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, when it comes to training, it's very scientific. Like, it's very scientific. Um, and a lot of people can't break down the knowledge in the most simplest form. They just know it by the book and that's it. But at the end of the day, that's why I pride myself on giving the information out as much as possible, especially for free. And I also have a seminar coming up this Tuesday. Um, this Tuesday at 7.15 at my gym, a seminar that's going to break down the do's and don'ts, nutrition, um, everything based off your goals, per se. So if you're a person, if you come to the seminar, you raise your hand, we're going to break down your question to the T to get you where you want to go. Oh, wow. So just pretty much getting as much knowledge as possible from your trainer is the most important thing ever because you need to know what to do when you're not with them. Mm, yes. Mm. That's, ooh, that's so important. What to do when you're not with them because even if you go to a trainer and you go seven days a week, that's mm-hmm. probably still only an hour yeah. a day. And so you have 23 other hours, hours what I'm saying. <laughs> to do whatever it is that you're going to do and it might be off script. Mm-hmm. When outside was open, I used to run up on my clients all the time at restaurants <sighs> and just look over their shoulder and they don't even know I'm there and they turn around and there's cheese and stuff everywhere. So like, yeah, those are the 23 hours in a day. You got to be on point because every time you rationalize something, it's just a step away from the finish. <laughs> Oh, so tough, so tough. Now, I want to ask you about different body types mm-hmm. and how important is it for us as individuals or is it important for us as individuals to know kind of like our body type or kind of naturally, I guess, maybe like our metabolism as we're thinking about, you know, creating these healthier habits? Um, as far as body types, everybody must understand that you were blessed with the body that you were blessed with. Okay. Right? So that, that's where we start. Now, as far as body types, short, tall, big, small, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, being physically fit starts internal. 
Because if you're not healthy internal, I can't push you enough externally to get you to go to where you want to go to. Mm -hmm. So always remember, your body type is your body type. It starts internal first. Everything checks out at your doctor and your doctor visits. Now we can go to the next level. Mm -hmm. Um, So just understand that health comes first. Mm -hmm. Before anything, that's where I like to start. The body will follow. Oh, I like that. I also like... You know, what you just said, going to your doctor mm-hmm. first, getting just a general physical, making sure, you know, knowing what you're, where you're starting mm-hmm. and if there potentially are any underlying conditions or things that you should be aware mm-hmm. of. I think another thing is people try to put off going to the doctor because they're afraid of what yeah. their doctor may say. Exactly. And then that just kind of, if there's something going on, mm-hmm. that means it's just more and more time before you're going to actually address it. Exactly. So, so important. So important. So thinking more about internal health. I know we talked a lot about nutrition. You know, we're here on Let's Grab Coffee. So I just had to ask, can I still drink my coffee? For everyone that's out there, you may not know that I am am her trainer. So she's with me. So at the end of the day, (laughs) yes, you can have your coffee because I know what to do with you. But... If you weren't my client, I would say depends on how you're making it. Okay. There's a lot of people that some people don't even make their own coffees. I um my uh good friend Joseph, he really broke down coffee to me and the different ways of making it, this, that, and the third. So after being with him and knowing what I know as far as how this goes as far as sugar, stay away from your Starbucks, stay away from all of the rest of uh, the places that make this coffee so good. Because if it's that good, that means it's loaded with sugar. Mm. So if you could drink it straight, I'd rather you drink it straight. I know a lot of people may say, oh, I'm not drinking no coffee straight. You know, but drink it straight. That's just how it is. If you want to put a little something with it, again, it goes back to your serving size. You got a little sugar in it. That's fine. Uh, you want to put some cinnamon in it, some honey or something like that. However you want to get down with it, just don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. The moderation is key and the serving size is key. Yeah, so we can't get that venti, mm-hmm. Starbucks, Frappuccino. I extra couldn't even tell you where those stuff, orders start. Vanilla and caramel <laughs> and extra whip. Okay, so none of that. Mm-hmm. Stay away from that. We want to get coffee, black, maybe a little bit of sugar if yeah. we're able. <laughs> And I see a lot of people like the coffee world is big now. You know, like I see a lot of different size mugs and this, that. They, they're like huge. Um, that's why I'm, I like Keurig. You know, you got your Keurig. You can pour a six ounce cup. Oh, now, for some people, they may look at me like I'm six ounces. That's nothing compared to what they got at their desk. <laughs> you know, right. so, yeah, so that's just how it is, man. Just keep it, keep it, you know, small. Okay. With that, should we be worried about our caffeine intake? Yes, you should. Um, if you're going to get it, I always like to say, if you're looking for that Jota Energy, get it. You can get it in straight coffee. Um, some type of uh, herbal tea that has a hint of caffeine in it. Or if you just need some energy, you can have some fruit, like an orange or something. The liquid is going to go straight to the bloodstream and give you that Jota. Mm-hmm. You want to stay away from anything that uh, jolts your energy up real fast because that's what caffeine will do. Like you have your Red Bulls. If you drink a Red Bull, it's going to get you up there quick. Mm-hmm. But just as quick as you went up, the quicker you're going to come down. We want sustainable energy throughout the day, right? So that's where carbs come into play, Mm -hmm. right? You see a lot of people going into these, oh, I'm going to have no carbs, no carbs, no carbs. Uh, At the front end of it, the the body and the brain only functions off of one piece of energy, and it's glucose. Mm -hmm. And you get that from a carb. Mm -hmm. So this whole low-carb thing is just, no, it's way overblown. Start noticing that you're getting low on energy, just not feeling yourself, or brain fog and stuff like that. You're probably low on carbs. 
Yeah. I think, you know, what? I think my mind is blown right now <laughs> because, again, just I guess, you know, stigma is the word of the day is, you know, carbs are often stigmatized. People mm-hmm. feel like the first thing they're going to do when they go on a quote unquote diet is to eliminate the carbs. Yeah. But you said something so key right there. You're like, if you're feeling low on energy or brain fog, which I think that's really top of my mind. Mm-hmm. Because I need my mental energy, you know, you're probably low on On carbs. carbs. Exactly. So I think that's so important. Now, with that being said, because you said carbs, and immediately what came to my mind was (laughs) pizza. I don't think that's what you're talking about. (laughs) That's like probably the worst cheat that you can possibly have. Is it amazing? Yes, it is. But we can't account for how much cheese and bread is on some pizza. Like, there's no way to even... Scale it up. There's no way to do it. You know, it's not like a burger or anything like that. Okay. So if you got to have a cheat, make sure pizza is the last thing on the list. Okay. But when we're talking about carbs that we need and that are actually mm-hmm. going to help us sustain that energy, what kind of carbs? Like, could you give us some examples? Um, you have your whole grains, like your whole grain toast, uh, oatmeal, uh, steel cut oats, um, wild rice. You know, you have your jasmine rice, um, sweet potatoes. Um, things like that, your whole grains and things like that of that nature, those those carbs are going to give you sustainable energy throughout the day. Okay. All right? So when you're getting it like that, you're not going to need that caffeine because your energy level is always going to be sustainable okay. versus trying to get that quick jolt. There's something called glycemic index and glycemic load, but it gets very scientific <laughs> at that point. Okay. <laughs> but just to know, we want to sustain our energy throughout the day. If mm-hmm. we're eating clean and we have good nutrition, then we probably will be doing that mm-hmm. and we won't need those kind of quick fixes. Once again, we don't want the quick fixes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's so much, so much <laughs> to consider here when trying to live our best life. <laughs> yeah, trust me, your body will thank you later. It really would. Okay, now part of this, as you were talking, and I don't think we talked about this specifically, which is how many meals a day should we be eating? So, I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of people think that if I'm not eating a lot, I shouldn't be gaining weight when that is false, okay. right? You should be probably gaining weight or body fat if you're not eating enough because if you're a person that eats once, one and a half times a day, your metabolism must slow down. Mm-hmm. because the body can't keep burning off your food because you haven't eaten enough, which means you may risk having the brain fog or mm-hmm. potentially passing out. You never know how hot it may be. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner is already three times, mm-hmm. right? If you put a snack in between breakfast and lunch, that's four. A snack in between lunch and dinner, that's five. So I like to say four is the minimum Okay. as far as how many times we should be eating a day because at the end of the day, we're not eating to get full. We're eating for energy. Mm-hmm. That's why tubbers are so important. So if you don't have any Tupperware in your, uh, in, your, in your kitchen, please get some Tupperware because those portions, the uh, the tubs are pretty much sectioned off into carbs, proteins, and vegetables. It's like three to four ounces on the protein, three to four ounces on the carb, this and the third. So Tupperware is very important. Mm, make it easy for yourself. Exactly. So I think something you said was so important where you said people think about like, well, if I'm not eating a lot, then mm-hmm. that's going to help me lose weight mm-hmm. or I shouldn't be gaining weight. But what you said is... There is a point of where it's too much calorie deficit, Mm -hmm. and now your body is... It must slow the metabolism down because it doesn't have anything to burn for energy. Mm -hmm. After so long, if if you don't have any carbs in your body or healthy fat in your body, then it's going to go to your protein source, a.k.a. your muscle. And for the women out there, or men, it doesn't... But I really have to focus on the women. 
um, after the carbs are depleted and the uh, healthy fats are depleted, the next thing is your protein, and that's your muscle. Every curve on your body. Mm-hmm. The body is going to start eating at the muscle for energy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we don't want because you're still trying to attain said look. Mm-hmm. So the word for that is called catabolism. Muscle <laughs> tissue for energy, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want that to happen because mm-hmm. now we're spinning our wheels on working out. Ooh. Oh, so many hard truths this morning. <laughs> because really, you know, what? as I'm listening to you, there's so much that we have to keep in mind so that we can not, you know, not waste our workouts, but also not waste our nutrition. Exactly. So that we can actually do all the things in combination that will help us, you know, be able to achieve a look if that's what we're going for. But just in general, give us that level of fitness so that we can enjoy our day Mm -hmm. and also enjoy, you know, our lives, hopefully for, you know, a long period of time. So thinking about all these different kind of moving parts Mm -hmm. to fitness. So that just reiterates the point that you need a trainer and a nutritionist (laughs) because it's a lot for, you know, the everyday person, Mm -hmm. no matter how, you know, how much of a fitness enthusiast you may be. It's a lot to consider and a lot of science behind it. A lot of science. Like I say, staying active is amazing. Staying active is amazing for everyone. But now when it comes time to train with a purpose and for a goal, these are two totally different lanes. Mm. And you need somebody that specializes in that. That's why we all have our jobs, because we specialize in it. Right. right? So don't try to make fitness or training something that's just general, because it's not. Yes. Oh, that's so important. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning. And could you you give our listeners more information? You mentioned you're having a seminar on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And how can they find it, sign up for it, attend so follow me on Instagram. I'm big on Instagram at Ambition Fitness. That's A M B I S H U N Fitness. One word. Um, the seminar is this Tuesday coming up at 7:15 p.m. Uh, click the link in my bio. Uh, you'll see the link tree, and there you'll be able to click to get your tickets. It's only ten dollars. It starts at 7:15 p.m. My address is 5055 Covington Way, Suite Two. Also, this Sunday I have my 14-day um, sweat program coming out. For 14 days sweat, the program is 14 days. All you need is a set of dumbbells and yourself. It comes with meal plans, meal guides, etc. And all you have to do is just follow the plan. It's going to take you right to where you want to go. So that's it. At Ambition Fitness on Instagram. Follow me, please. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you again to Ricky Dorch Jr., owner of Ambition Fitness Gym, for joining us this morning I mean, so many gems about health, fitness, and nutrition. And I want to leave you all with two quotes. Um, One, just a positive note that says, each new day is a new opportunity to improve yourself, take it, and make the most of it. Because I think so much of what we talked about this morning was really creating those healthy habits whether in regards to nutrition or fitness, exercise. And so really we have the opportunity every day to improve ourselves and again, to have the best quality of life as possible. And the second 
Um, positive note I want to leave you is one of my absolute favorite quotes by Muhammad Ali that says, I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. Y'all, this has been Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. And always remember that you can catch up with this episode and previous episodes as well on WYXR.org. And also, did you know that Let's Grab Coffee is available in the podcast format on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you stream podcasts? So go ahead, subscribe, like, and share with a friend. I can't wait to be back with you all next Saturday morning. Good morning.